Hello and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex. This is a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's a bit like a buffet of aphrodisiacs, but we're harder to swallow. Uh, (laughs) That was really clever, Miranda. It was really clever. Yeah. Miranda. Hmm. Here we, we go. Mm, here we go. <laughs> who, are we, who are we chatting with today? Uh, well, we are going to be chatting. To, first of all, I'd just like everyone to know that I am Miranda Kane. And oh, I'm so sozzy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sozzy, fuzzy. I'm I'm Bibi Lynch, Dame uh, Bibi Lynch. There we go. Good. Today we're going to be talking to someone who is going to make us smile from our tummy upwards. Hi everyone, I'm Dr. Sunny, clinician scientist, Crohn's warrior and business director and founder of Dish Dash Deets. If like me, the quickest way to your heart is through your stomach, then have we got the perfect guest for you. Please welcome Dr. Sunny Patel from Dish Dash Deets. Yes! Yay! We did it! Well done. <laughs> Yay! Hi, ladies. This is such a pleasure. I am so excited by this. You <laughs> cannot believe <laughs> that is no word of a lie. And I was oh. thinking, what is my tagline? And I said, I've always wanted to make science and gut health sexy. So the best way to do it is get on a sex podcast. Oh. <laughs> right? Science done and it. gut health sexy. You've done it. Yeah, because you've made it. Baby, now that you've told me my cheekbones will get yeah. me far, that's it. Yeah. Gut, health, gut health is officially sexy oh as my God. of this podcast. Have you not? Have you not used your face before for you know naughtiness? <laughs> I don't mean that in a sexy way, Miranda. I don't mean that in a sexy way. I mean, I really want to take my hair down, but I feel like it's going to be one of those Miss Jones things. But it's just. <laughs> I feel. I, I feel. I could answer this. I could answer this in a number of ways, Bibi. I've used my. I've used my mouth for a number of things. First being, <laughs> first being the oratory skills that I have, i.e. talking to the beauties mm. that you are. Yeah. Secondly, I love a bit of oratory. I'm sure you have to. <laughs> Secondly, eating all the wonderful dishes that I make. Mm. Mm. And then thirdly, obviously, you need a mouth for sex, don't you? <laughs> yeah. Mm. Yeah. There's no point in me pretending to be this crude scientist. Not now. You two, you two are going to lead me down a path in a rabbit hole <laughs> anyway. Oh, and we're going to leave you there. <laughs> oh, oh, baby, I know. Baby, I've, already, I know. I've heard about you and your button soup. I know where the button soup is. I've got my own thoughts about button soup. <laughs> Oh my god, he's already having a go at you for button soup. I love it. <laughs> a good scientist does their homework. Yes. Oh god, that's so funny. <laughs> I might tell you about last night's croutons, but let's save it for the end of the um, They were just MMs. <laughs> Miranda, why is Sunny here for God's sake? Okay, Sunny is here uh, to talk about dish dash. Right, explain to us the dish, the dash, and the dates. Let's let's start at the beginning. So it's basically dishes cooked in a dash with all the deets. So it comes from a history of I suffer from Crohn's. I've spent six years hidden in a little broom closet, not wanting to talk about it. Um, and now I've empowered myself and said, actually, you know what? Sod it, celebrate it, celebrate everything that's great about having a condition and empowering yourself. And so Dish Dash Deets was born from an argument with my fiance at the time. Your my- what? What? <laughs> oh, what? 
Yeah. Oh, oh, BB, does that actually not help on this? Oh, no, sorry. Scrap that. Delete that. And thank you so much for Delete joining that. us today. That's been really lovely. <laughs> the worst thing I said, my then fiance, he's still my fiance. <laughs> Um, and he, um, he, we both we both brainstormed <laughs> this this name, and I argued because I liked the name, and he came up with it. I'm like, it's my bloody show. Let me come up with it. <laughs> but it's yeah, it's dishes in a dash with all the deets. But I talk about mental well being, gut health, um, physical well being, and it's for all ages, adults, children. It's just you know what, life's just so complicated. Mm-hmm. And we all need to just have our own and own our own health advocacy. So let's do that. So that's what Dish Dash Deets does. Can I ask why you were so, um, I don't want to put words into your mouth, uh, your delicious mouth, but <laughs> why, were, uh, why did you feel, it sounded like you felt shame about Crohn's. Why was that? Yeah, so it's a really good question, Bibi. I, I probably haven't even covered that yet. So if I answer that, it means you own the rights to be honest. <gasps> <laughs> Exclusive preview. I exactly, no. the, there was an element of shame. I think it's one, the cultural piece about being a, an Indian male and it's male bravado. You don't want to kind of admit you have a chronic illness. That's going to be there till the day that you die. And that sounds very morbid. For me, I'd always been the healthiest person in the family. So for me, it was such a knock to the sale thinking, okay, you've got Crohn's now. Um, and I just want to admit it. I just, for three years, said, no, I haven't got Crohn's. Sod you. I'm not taking my medication. And then going through my own journey of kind of mental well-being, gut health well-being, I thought, now I'm going to turn that shame into a sense of pride. I actually sometimes say to people, I think now Crohn's chose me for a reason because I get to come to a podcast like this. Otherwise, if I didn't have Crohn's, I'd be like, well, cheap, wants to talk about cheekbones in a podcast. <laughs> I, I love that. I think that's Can you quickly explain what Crohn's is for people that don't know that about that yet? Yeah, so, so Crohn's is an inflammatory condition. It's an autoimmune condition. Um, and basically it, causes um, inflammation of the whole gut and the gut is literally from the minute the mouth enters um, or the food enters the mouth to where it exits so it could be the intestine large intestine it can be the esophagus when i get really bad flare-ups i get ulcers in my mouth yeah so it's you don't feel the sexiest right which is actually really nice to talk about this good sex bad sex thing because Sex is, you know, the first fundamental basics of sex is feeling attractive. And if you don't feel attractive because you've got all this crap going on in the background, how can you give your best to your partner? Yeah. Um, and that's the thing. So, it, yeah, it's, and you can also have colitis, things which obviously can affect anywhere um, or any part of the digestive tract. Because I was reading something on your website that said uh, the luxury of gut healthy food for everyone. And that really does, like at the moment, it really does feel like that's quite a luxury. Like I started to go gluten free because that helps my stomach. I know someone else with Crohn's. I Like all my friends at the moment are having tummy troubles, you know, whether that's gluten or um, or uh, dairy stuff or whether it's Crohn's or anything like that. And it 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 feels like it is quite a, a luxury to have gut health at the moment. Do you know why? What is that about? Is that just anxiety or something in the food? Or Yeah, just so to... it's a good question. It's, it, I guess it's not a disease of the upper class. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's just because 
obviously we're in lockdown, you know, we're not managing kind of our diets as best as we probably can. And we're, you know, we're humans, we're creatures of comfort. We're emotionally fed in terms of what we need to sustain ourselves. And I'm not going to lie to you and say, sometimes I will eat a plant-based burger. I don't cook in the kitchen every bloody day. You just can't because we're humans. And I think there is a higher increase in the rates of those that have lactose intolerance. IBS is higher than it ever has been. And even in countries around the world where IBS or IBD wasn't prevalent, it's, we're now starting to see it, even in places like India and Africa. Really? Yeah, so I think it, it is now. The fact that we have so much access to processed foods, we lead much more sedentary lifestyles, we have stressful lives. I mean, the life, aside from corona, you know, let's do 63 million things in one go and then feel satisfied that we fall asleep really late and wake up really early. <laughs> it's, it's the only way to be productive these days, right, to overwork ourselves. So you're right, Miranda, it's, it's prevalent. I, I just think it's people are becoming more conscious of themselves and certain gut issues. And I talk around luxury because it's easy for firms to sell skincare. And that's seen as something like luxury. But why aren't we affording the luxury of what we're putting in our mouths and our gut health? And I call it the art of being gut healthy. Don't spend loads of money, you know, in thinking that you've got to buy gluten-free rice, for God's sake. Rice is gluten-free yeah. anyway. Yeah. It blows my mind. <laughs> you know, you can, you can do things and eat well so cheaply, you know. Yeah. And this is the beauty, I think, of being in the UK and the fact that so many supermarkets are now doing, you know, these odd shaped fruits and vegetables. And you can go to the reduced counter. You heard it here, Dr. Sunny with the chiseled cheap bone yeah. <laughs> shops in the reduced part of. Because yeah. I, you know, but sometimes it gives you that creative thinking about actually, what am I going to cook now? As opposed to that meal planning can sometimes be. Mm really cumbersome yeah i find that that is exactly the same that i do go to the reduced aisle and get the uh the fruit and the veg and because i eat meat so i'm like right well if there's chicken breast or like some beef like i'm a big slow cooker fan so i'm like i can make a beef stew and it totally cuts down all my you know having to make a decision and the other thing like a friend of mine she gets odd boxes and that's like 15 quid a week and she gets says she gets enough fruit and vegetables to last two weeks so there are options out there if you if you're not wealthy you know there is a good ways you don't have to get the expensive processed organic. yeah <laughs> organic and processed stuff yeah. You can, yeah you can just get the cheapy like even the news agents like we've got i'm in london and i've got little news agents that do like bowls of fruit for a quid you know and it's all dodgy that's peppers it. that you have to use <laughs> that day that's what my dad does. My dad has his own news agents and he sells bowls of bananas and potatoes and tomatoes. It serves the community. And you're right. I think a lot of people think being plant-based is so expensive because they're going to the freezer aisle and they're seeing that, oh, a plant-based burger is £4.50 versus a beef burger or a chicken burger. And that's what I'm trying to tell people. It's really cheap. You can make bulk and like you say, go to your news agents, go to your local stores. It's so cheap. It's so much more accessible than we I think. dated a bloke that would um, only buy stuff from the reduced food um, council. It was like yellow stickers ever. He also used to hit me on the head with his penis. <laughs> I don't know if there's a direct scientific correlation, but I will tell you, my fiancé doesn't shop with me because, not for the latter reason, but, <laughs> but for the former reason... 
because he hates the fact that I'm obsessed with the reduced counter. And we'd have like, you know, haggis and custard. How delicious. <laughs> Great. Okay, BB, BB. Okay, I think that's why you jumped in because you weren't eating the best. Let's not blame uh, it on the oh well. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I really want to take my hair down, but I don't want you both to be shocked. No, oh, fuck no. it, I'll do it. We're yeah. on a we're on a good sex, bad sex. We're on a good sex, bad sex. What's going to shock you? How long it is? Anyway, you look like Lady Godiva. I yeah. Do. Oh, Lady. don't encourage her. Yeah. Don't yeah, encourage shut up. her. Shut up. I do. Um, shut up. Um, it's important not just for the sake of your gut health, but everything else that means in terms of how you feel psychologically and physically, in it, and therefore confidence-wise and and sex-wise. So it, it's that important. Yeah, and it's so critical now. And you may have heard now the gut's called the second brain. Oh, uh, yeah. So it's the second brain. So a lot of our neurotransmitters, like serotonin, our happy hormone, is actually more of is released and created at the gut level than the brain. Ninety-five percent of serotonin comes at the gut. That's so, mad. Exactly. So, and there's so many other links between the the brain and the gut that we don't realise. It's physically connected with the vagus nerve, but actually other neurotransmitters come from the gut and the bacteria that are housed within the gut. So the the gut houses trillions of gut microbiomes. So if you think we've got 7 billion plus in the world, in one individual alone, you have trillions of microorganisms that have 150 times more genetic material than your own genetic genome and you think, well, shouldn't I be serving my gut? And that will actually help you to serve your libido and a sex life as well. Now, this is what I want to ask you about, because we're going to be putting this out near Valentine's Day. Oh, oh, oh we love Valentine's Day. Did I get my brummy accent? Is this, you can get your brummy accent. Is this like the foreplay for like yeah. Valentine's Day? Yeah, it is. All right, love, it's something you can serve to have a lolly lolly Valentine's Day. Oh, I'm going to say yum yum. Yum yum. <laughs> But the beauty is you can also eat yams because they're great in fiber. (laughs) (laughs) That's it. That's the next Hallmark card. (laughs) Yam having a good Valentine's Day. You're both leaving me out. We are. People, we're not. We're we're, we're just, we repressed this inner black country for far too long. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Call Call me Bibby. No, it would be it would be it would be Bab. It would be yeah, Babby. It, 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 it would be Babby. Uh, it wouldn't be Bibby. It would be Babby. <laughs> Babby Lynch. Go eat Babby your, Lynch. Go eat your button soup. <laughs> I was on. I was on. Actually, no, no. Listen, Miranda. I know Sunny's here as a guest, but I need to say something. I was on Brum Radio last week. It was lovely. Anyway, Sunny. <laughs> Mic drop. Walks off. <laughs> Anyway. This is what it's like. I've been trying to ask a question for five minutes. <laughs> I am I am saving you from yourself. We need ideas for Valentine's Day. So yes. what kind of, is there any plant-based things for raising your libido? What would you serve other people in yourself for Valentine's uh, Day? So let's, let's imagine it, okay? So let's mm. imagine Valentine's Day. Mm. So I definitely think, you know, you already said this, a way to a person's, heart is through their stomach but we're saying serotonin yeah and you know you want good dopamine you want the GABA you want good neurotransmitter release I know 
I know you also interviewed acupuncturist a few podcasts ago. Yeah. And you spoke about kind of how iron and zinc is really good for blood flow. And, and so you want foods that are rich, and that's the leafy greens, the salads are good. You want things that are rich in fiber, probiotics, prebiotics, so kimchi, um, sauerkraut, just to kind of add different flavor profiles. But if I was going to do a Valentine's Day meal just to kind of get us into the mood, you know, it's, it's kind of snacks, picnic, think mm. chocolate box, so chocolate's great. So as much as we joke about button soup, BB, yeah. as, long, as long as it's dark chocolate filled with other antioxidants and polyphenols like goji berries, blueberries, nuts. BB, you're laughing at me, thinking... I'm not. I'm just thinking how brilliantly brilliant I was right all along. Yeah, you were. <laughs> and I had no idea. You've been putting the wrong buttons in the soup. That's I know I have. Um, you know, so it's just anything that's antioxidant rich. And, and you know what? You want Valentine's Day to not be a chore. So simple things like sushi, I think is amazing. You can really fill it with really good vegetables, soups, butternut squash soup, um, chocolate avocado mousse. And then Ooh. I always say this is a joke because you put a little bit of a name drop there, BB. When I interviewed for BBC just last week on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I... I, I I said to them, I said, you know what you could do is a nice little fall plane. You serve a fruit platter on yourself and just go at it. Ooh. I don't want to come quite anywhere near me. <laughs> well, well, there's a lot more raspberries, strawberries, blueberries. So all the food that you're suggesting, and it all sounds bloody lovely, how quickly does it work? So should we actually be having this kind of diet a few days before Valentine's Day to get the real reaction or does it work like straight away yeah no so it's not like this whole misconception around aphrodisiacs and food isn't going to be the new viagra so let's put it out there you know for gut health to maintain your healthy balance of gut bacteria it doesn't happen overnight you know some people and when we look at studies it says you know good three to six months you start seeing a really positive effect which is very similar to most diet lifestyle changes and but what you can start doing, you know, two, three weeks before Valentine's and carrying on after Valentine's, because obviously I'm hoping your listeners want sex after Valentine's Day and not just that day. <laughs> so <Who> am I. <laughs> it's, it's not like Christmas. It doesn't come just once a year. You, know? <laughs> you carry on, you carry on. Um, maintaining, and it's, just, it's having, um, what they say is the rule is having 10 plant points a day. So that's 10 plant items in your kind of meal. So it's hard, right? I, I made that transition from being a true carnivore to going plant-based for over a year now. It's, it's hard, right? It's with anything. It's first psychology, mind over matter. So build up your plant-based items and kind of what I do is if I wanted a spaghetti bolognese, I'd add extra mushrooms, I'd add, I'd add green lentils in with the meat. You're adding your plant points and then you can kind of substitute and take away the meat. But if you keep maintaining it, that's going to be far more beneficial for you in the long term. Because BB, you said the most important thing in this whole podcast, which is the gut isn't just about the libido. It's about mental health, physical well-being. We know now it's linked with reducing risks in mortality rates with cancer, bowel cancer, um, heart disease, diabetes. So, you know, go go green, go plant-based. It's, it's amazing for you. Can you do it in, um, I mean, it's like a cheats way, but could you have like five of those points in a smoothie or something to make it 
100 percent yes like for instance especially with people that have ibs and ibd going plant-based can actually make the symptoms worse to begin with because you're adding more fiber and fiber sometimes is the trigger food so if you're having soups or smoothies you're reducing the level of kind of fiber that resistance that you're going to get in the gut so yeah add as much as you can for kids i hide loads of vegetables and pasta sauce and just blend it all up they're none the wiser because it still looks red to them they don't know <laughs> that they've eaten aubergine courgette carrot anything else that uncle sonny's found in his freezer <laughs> blend it up, you know and um there's no innuendo there before you you say anything. <laughs> Uh, you don't want to know what's in BB's freezer. <laughs> no. I, I miss him. It's the bloke that used to hit me on the head with his cock. Well, I don't even know what <laughs> Think about what, what is your comfort food. You know, if you love pancakes, then just add, add a bit of ground flaxseed or, you know, just substitute instead of just putting like syrup, you know, maple syrup, add some berries. It's not this whole pious soapbox. Dr. Sonny's here to say, you must do this dictated way of eating plant-based food. Because you know what? Life's too short. We're all humans. You're going to have your bad days. You're going to have your good days. But you can swap things and make things easier. So just like, you know, you can, if you like meal planning, obviously Miranda and I hate meal planning. So we never <laughs> meal plan but if you Depends do like, 50p in the Asda reduce aisle. <laughs> well, that's true. But even then, it kind of makes you start, okay, what can I do? And sometimes yeah. I've bought, you talk about the 50p Asda reduced aisle, but I've brought sometimes, you know, the, the ready-made, you can get the um, soup kits. Oh, yeah. You know, and then I just put lots of other vegetables, blend yeah. it in, and then add herbs and spices. If you like things that are spicy, plants don't have to taste boring. I think that's a revelation for you all. You don't need to eat a celery stick or some lettuce and think, hmm, this tastes amazing. How delicious. Oh, lovely. Mm. That button soup is, <laughs> yeah, you know, I keep saying, but you can, and there's so many things that I make gumbo. I make, in, I make a lot of Indian or East Asian food and I twist it. I do fusion food. Even the humble roast can be made wonderfully plant-based and tasty. Oh, so there's lots of recipes. I, so I have an Instagram handle. So I do Instagram cookalongs with celebrities because we all know only a celebrity can convince people that it's easy <laughs> to cook. <laughs> Who have kitchen. you had on? So we just had Fleur East on Saturday. I've oh. had um, bag of chips from Google's Drag Race. Love. Yeah, we had vinegar strokes. I've had Nat Evers from Dancing on Ice, and we've got some fantastic. Got some fantastic guests lined up as well. Duncan James, Heather Small, because Heather Small is my idol. Oh my god! Oh, don't make me tell you my Heather Small story. No, don't Go on, make tell me, me. Tell you about the time I went on a date with Duncan James and choked on a calamari. No. <laughs> okay, fine. Let's go, let's let's go back to me then. <laughs> so, what's your dashiest dish? Have you got something that is just a a really good like quick dish for someone? that they can do straight yeah. away. I think the best one, and I think would be a really good starter for Valentine's Day is my Caesar salad. So I make, I make fake um, carrot bacon, um, grilled, grilled gem lettuce, and then an amazing, really quick Caesar dressing. That in it in itself is kind of food mag orgasm there and then. Oh my oh my God. God. That sounds so delicious. Yeah. If we're talking all these like, great things that help our gut and then therefore help everything else as a consequence of that and in sex will be including that, is there anything 
that's really bad for you? Is it simply processed stuff? Is there anything that's, that's definitely, even, even sexually actually, that's definitely going to just put a dampener on it all? Yeah, so I think other than just the libido elements, I mean, processed foods are definitely known to obviously create a, a kind of a, a state of what we call dysbiosis. I'm going to a scientific word because oh. I, thought I'd, I better throw one in in the yeah. Just do one. Right? Do, so just, dysbi- one. D- just one, that's what you're getting. Um, dysbiosis is basically when you get an imbalance in the, the gut bacteria. So basically it's favoring the bad bacteria. Mm-hmm. And bad bacteria is what's then going to cause the cramping, the bloating, the burping, the bad breath. So you can already see, before we talk about libido, sexual yeah. attraction is based yeah. on, well, am I attracted to you physically, mm-hmm. chemically? And if you're not feeling it, the, person, the other person's not going to feel it because they're going to see you're bloated and you're not really giving your best. So really the processed food, sometimes we know people that are gluten intolerant, dairy doesn't really help the, the gut bacteria. If you're not eating fiber rich, we know in the UK diet, we're not hitting our 30 grams of fiber a day. So you really have to kind of help rich, enrich your fiber, get your B12 vitamins, your nitrates, and beetroot. The other thing is simple things, just manage your lifestyle, be less stressed. I know it sounds so simple and it sounds like, oh, here he is, another one saying sleep more and manage stress, <laughs> but it actually does really help your, your gut bacteria. So that first is going to help you feel good because you've got that dopamine release, you've got the endorphins, you're feeling ready for the act itself. But then we also know in a plant-based diet or actually when you've got a good maintenance of this good gut bacteria, it really helped from an endurance perspective. You know, Ooh. Yeah, so, oh, I, I knew BB would like that one. Yeah. Um, you know, because, you know, we talk about the hormones behind sex. We talk about the hormones and the, the kind of feeling physically attractive. But actually, when we want to do the deal, it, it shouldn't just be about wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Right? You actually want to enjoy it. And it depends on if you're a giver, a taker, mutual you know, pleasure. You want that endurance. And we know now that actually even high endurance athletes that have gone plant-based are doing the things that we're saying, which is diet and lifestyle, exercise and sleep more. Hmm. Wow. Sex is disgusting though, isn't it? <laughs> well, it's because you're doing it wrong. I keep telling oh, you. Oh, it's revolting. Funny you say that, Bibi. I'm so anti-sex. It's unbelievable. Good. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, certainly. We were friends. <laughs> I, I was... must join our mailing list. So. <laughs> Not only going to marry Miranda so far. <laughs> I was going to marry you. I was going to marry your dad with the fruit bowls. I was gonna, even going to marry your fiance. Yeah, but, Sonny. Ha- yeah. I mean, how happy are you with your fiance? Be straight with us. <laughs> He's going to laugh. No, be honest. No, 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 I'm going to be honest. So we are very, very happy. But oh. you know, there, there is this dark side to sex. And I'm talking about all this gut health and libido. When you have Crohn's or IBS, there are days when you know your partner's wanting to go at it like dogs. And you think, I really don't. And that's actually been my trigger to say, actually, I've got to manage my condition far better. Because I really now have seen how much my gut influences how I feel, what I want to do. But we also know there's links now even between gut health and sexual health. So when we talk just about sex itself, actually the risk factors for sexual health, and they see, they've seen that actually those that have a higher prevalence of STDs, or if you want to maintain vaginal health, for instance, 
But maintaining your good gut bacteria really helps, even menopause. It really helps actually reduce some of the symptoms that you see with menopause. When did this whole um, kind of belief or acknowledgement happen of the gut being the second brain? Because I'd, I'd never heard that and it totally makes sense. Yeah, so it, it, it's been for a number of years. Uh, you know, a good the research has been there for five, six plus years, but it's, it's gained more traction over the last two years. And I think in all honesty, more so because of you know, the, the pandemic, mental health has become such an important factor now and gained more spotlights that it's allowed people to talk about the gut and the brain link more so, whereas before it was seen as this fad science, you know, it's like, actually is there science behind it? And now people are like, hang on, actually, when I'm feeling down, I'm actually noticing that cramps. I am going to the toilet more. I just don't feel the best from a gut perspective. And I think that's probably amplified things. The last two years definitely have really helped us understand the gut brain link more. And also like, I think plant-based diets, people are are more attracted to them because it's a climate change thing, isn't it? We're learning more and more about how uh, animal production you know, causes so many more problems with climate change. And also, I'm just going to ask you, uh, do we keep using the term plant-based diet? Do you mean, yeah. you mean vegan? Are we talking well, vegan? Well, so there's a, there's a difference between <laughs> vegan and plant-based. Okay. okay. The reason why I haven't used vegan is because I, I follow a plant-based lifestyle, but I do have leather products, um, you know, and I don't actively go buy animal-based products, you know. And you're right, people are, are moving to a vegan movement because there's the animal cruelty aspect, but also there's the the ecological aspect in terms of the, the carbon footprint that it takes to kind of produce beef as and, and pork as opposed to plants. But the reason why I call it plant-based is because a lot of it is vegan for health or plant-based for health. I'm really advocating whole food plant-based diets. So plant-based really is about the diet aspect of it, whereas vegan is that whole holistic aspect of is everything derived from an animal. That makes it a lot more easier to control, I think. Like I think of when I, like, because uh, friends of mine are vegan. Actually, it's my friend who's got Crohn's. He went vegan two years ago uh, because it helped with his gut, gut health. So, um, but it's it's like that whole thing of, of oh God, I can't tell whether something's leather or whether it's from, you know, but to think, right, I'm just going to buy plants, vegetable based makes it a lot easier to handle if yeah, that makes sense. I, and it's, it's, it's really true. And that's why we're advocating whole food plant-based items. If you're buying a carrot, you know that it's just a carrot. Yeah. Whereas, you know, when I went on this vegan, oh, so now you've got me saying vegan. <laughs> when, I, when I went on this whole new change for my health, you are right. It's, it's frightening to how, or how much you realize things have animal-based products. Mm. You know, for instance, you can eat roast chicken-flavored crisps Yes, but you can't eat. Um, um, like you can't, some some salt. You can't eat smoke. You can't. Yes, yeah, salt and vinegar. You can't eat salt and vinegar because it has milk. 
Yeah. And you start thinking, what, what the world's gone wrong right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my world wasn't hard crisps. enough. Yeah, it, it's like the crisps. If the world wasn't hard enough that I have Crohn's and now I've decided to go plant-based and I'm going on this podcast talking about sex, I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't eat salt and vinegar crisps. <laughs> you've, had, you've had a very tough time. Before we let you go and before you tell Miranda um, how we can all keep up with you, can I? because I know that you and I have bonded today, can I ask yeah. you to make me a promise? Uh, 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 oh, <laughs> Danger. Oh, I mean, a promise on a sex podcast. It's like, <laughs> it's like a red rag to a bull, isn't it? It's like... Is it, okay. I take that as a yes. Okay. When yeah. um, when you talk about me to your friends from, and your fiance later, will you remember me in a tight top with a bit of cleavage showing and some makeup on? Because uh, frankly, I'm gutted that I look like this and you're, you look like that. I'm actually upset. So if you could just and, and usually I have it's not usually this long. Oh, Miranda, tell him how beautiful I am. No, beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, beautiful. Baby, I love your long hair. So just to let you know, in East Asian culture, in Asian culture, the longer your hair, the more rich you are. Oh. 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 There you go. There you go. It's there sign, you go. It's a sign of femininity in kind of oh. the, the old Chinese kind of empire. So that bit I'll tell you. And just to let you know, I don't know if this is going to make you feel any better or not, but I just woke up out of bed and looked like this. I literally, if I had a penis, I'd be smacking you on the head with it right now. I, I'd much prefer a banana, a, a celery or a leek because it's so much better for my gut health. Oh, <laughs> look, that is a pro. That is an absolute... Where can people find you, Dr. Cine? Where can we find you? Where can I find your dad? Where can we find you? <laughs> But my dad is off bounds. He's happily married. <laughs> but oh, I, now we've I, found this image. Yeah. There we go. I'm accessible to the mass, right? <laughs> so you, you can find me on Instagram and the handles Dish Dash Deets. Um, I have a YouTube channel, which is also Dish Dash Deets. And the website, which you referred to, Miranda, which is dishdashdeets.com. For any personal numbers or emails, <laughs> please Please direct them via BB, who will manage, <laughs> who will manage them accordingly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you know what? I love you, I hate you. And that's, and that's kind of my relationship with most men. <laughs> my fiancé says exactly the same thing. Will you stop it's... talking about that person? <laughs> okay. A person I know says exactly the same thing on a very regular basis. <laughs> Thank you so much to Dr. Suni Patel, our new husband to be. <laughs> <laughs> Poor old Master Peter has been knocked off his perch, hasn't he? Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck him. I'm, oh my God, I loved him. I loved Sonny, but. Oh my, he couldn't stop flirting with me, Miranda. I found it very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable. His poor fiance. Took us an hour to start the podcast because you two <laughs> were at it like Zoom bunnies. I am gutted. I look like such a piece of shit, everyone. <laughs> I can't <laughs> tell you. And, you know, I need to, I've got to, well, there's a life lesson, isn't there? The life lesson is we need to take a plant-based diet mm -hmm. because that would change everything and also put some bloody eyeliner on Lynchy. <laughs> I want to know what your Heather Small story was. Tell us your Heather Small story. <laughs>
<laughs> no, she used to, I used to work at a recording studio called Strong Room in Shoreditch and then people used to record there. So Heather would be there and she's adorable. That was it. That was my story is that she's very lovely. Oh. <laughs> um, wasn't he a fabulous guest? Oh, he was so interesting. And it just makes it so much more easier to handle. That whole thing of saying plant-based diet rather than veganism. Then it's like, okay, I can handle buying more fruit and veg and eating more fruit and veg and eating plant stuff rather than looking at ingredients to check. Yeah. They've not got gelatine in and knocking off my chicken crisps and like... You know, it just makes it so much more. And of course, if you want to do that, then do that, of course. But if if it's a, if it's not um, um, a kind of a moral issue, is that, is that the word I'm looking for? You know, if it, if it is a, a, just a health thing, then yeah, you want to go plant based. Just just buy more fruit and veg. Yeah, yeah. And you can totally use that as a moral issue, and you can you know, yeah. like I'm I want to eat more like plant based stuff. But it's like I know that I don't have the time and the tendencies to go looking at ingredients to check whether something's got gelatine in. Like, for me, I'm like, look, I might as well do what I can when I can rather than continue to eat meat and, and drink milk and stuff. And, yeah, and it's also a gut thing. Like, I've had problems with my gut. My friends are having problems. I'm I'm really, I'm really... And I really like the way that he made it so relatable and just easy and this whole dish in a dash. Oh, yeah. yes. <laughs> Yes, make it quicker than a bowl of button suits. Hell, shut up, you shut up. <laughs> you watch what you, you say. At your face about the button. Do you wish that he'd been topless? Uh, thank you so much for listening to this week's Good Sex, Bad Sex podcast. <laughs> uh, my name's Miranda Kay. <laughs> my name is Bibi Patel. <laughs> Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Juliet Nichols for metro.co.uk. And please get in touch with us. We are on Twitter at Good Sex, Bad Sex with three X's. Rather than touch us, which, you know, it's only available <laughs> for a select few. Um, please, if you have a sexy question or a query, or you want to you just, like, be on the show, if you've got something good, sexy or bad, sexy to talk about, you can come and talk to us. Info at sexpod.co.uk. Do all that, do all that, do all that. Have your plant base so then so you're all up and ready and raring to go and we will be too and it'll be delicious. I am slightly nervous that I've ruined my life with what I've eaten thus far, but let's change that. And we will... Oh, Miranda, this is exciting. I'm only going to see you next week. Oh, yes. Come on. Love it, babe. I love it. I love it. God bless. <laughs> <laughs>